to John chapter 16 and verse 12. John chapter 16 and verse 12. I remember a number of years ago, uh, I was struggling uh, with some issues in my personal life and uh, was talking with this brother in Christ. He began to to speak with me, and he was just kind of talking about the things of God, but he didn't know what I was going through. But he addressed the very thing that I was going through as he talked with me there. Isn't that amazing? I believe we serve a living God. I think he can speak into our lives today. I think he can work and move and guide and help, and uh, that is exactly what he does. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar in the Old Testament uh, had a dream nobody could interpret. He He told his wise men, he said, look, he said, either you tell me what I dreamed and interpret it for me, or I'm going to kill all of you. He was kind of a colorful character. And... um, God gave Daniel the understanding to interpret his dream. did the same thing with Joseph many years before that, as Joseph interprets Pharaoh's dream. Um, Throughout history, uh, God has been speaking to and through his people through the power of his Holy Spirit. And uh, we need that work today. We need to hear from God as we've needed to hear from God at no other time. I love this country, but our country has lost its way. We need to hear from God. And where's that going to come from? It will come from the people of our local churches across this land. We need the work of the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and he is telling them, Look, I have told you many things, but some of these things you're just not ready to hear. And I, I want to tell you, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to lead you into this truth. Uh, and he will guide you. Whatever he hears from the Father, he's going to speak to you. And he will show you these things. And, of course, part of that was the 12 disciples writing Scripture. And uh, those that, that they wrote and, and those they approved, Uh, who wrote the scripture, became the authoritative body of the canon of the New Testament. uh, And Jesus did indeed uh, send the Spirit to lead them into all truth. But I don't believe it was limited just to the unique work of apostles in writing the canon of scripture. I believe it also involved their guidance uh, as far as their ministries were concerned. We know that they began their early ministry in Jerusalem, but tradition tells us that they went various places and spread out from Jerusalem uh, and, and had great ministries for God in various countries. Uh, I think of uh, the Apostle Paul and his, his Macedonian call later on, and, and, and God led and moved people. Uh, He called Philip the Evangelist out of a revival meeting to go speak to the Ethiopian eunuch. And God had a purpose and a plan. This morning I was reading the scripture, and uh, God said uh, in in the psalm that I was reading, He says, I will uh, show you the way. Here is the way. Walk in it. 
And uh, uh, there's another psalm that talks about the secret counsel of God is for those who fear him. Isn't that a, a, a wonderful thing to think about, that God has secret counsel that he shares with those who love him? Uh, and that is exactly what he's talking about here in this scripture. So we need to seek the secret counsel of God, first of all, in scripture. You say, well, why is it a secret? Uh, if it's written in the scripture, why is it secret? Well, because many people don't know what's in here, right? Uh, this is like a, a treasure map to the wisdom of God. Uh, it, it is a wonderful gift that God has given us. But also, we need to listen to the Holy Spirit because He will reveal the secret counsel of God. And it's not just referring to helping us understand spiritual truth, but it refers to every facet of our lives, our families, our, our workplace, and every area of life. Uh, God can speak into your life. He can guide you. He can help you in every single one of these situations. And so we need to look to Him. And trust Him to guide us in this life. And the title of my message is God's Secret Counsel Revealed. God's Secret Counsel Revealed. And look with me at verse 12. Jesus is speaking here. He says, I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. When the, the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything the Father has is mine. That is why I told you that he takes from what is mine and will declare it to you. So God's secret counsel revealed. Well, well. Uh, how does he do this, and, and what, what does he tell us about this? Well, first of all, he, he tells us about our eager welcome. Our eager welcome. If you look in verse 12, he says, I still have many things to tell you. I still have many things to tell you. I, I think about uh, when you see that family member or maybe a uh, a good friend from the past, and you haven't seen them in a long time, and uh, you just, oh, there's so much I've got to tell you. Uh, he says they weren't, they're not ready for it, but he says there's so much I've got to tell you. There's an eagerness for Jesus to communicate this truth. Can I tell you something? Jesus delights to reveal his truth to his people. He delights to guide us and to lead us in this life, and to speak to us through His Holy Spirit as we read the Word of God, but also as we go about our day. Um, and this is very personal, but he, he, like he told Philip the Evangelist, go stand over there by that chariot. Uh, I do believe God communicates to His people. And so um, there's this eagerness for Jesus to speak to us. And that ought to encourage you it definitely encourages me to know that God is eager to communicate his secret counsel to me. Um, and uh, he'll do so uh, as I need it and in the specific things that I need to understand to accomplish the things he's given me to accomplish. 
and to deal with the things that I need to deal with in my life, right? Um, there have been times I have prayed for my kids, and I felt like God was leading me either to pray a certain thing or to do a certain thing or to stop doing a certain thing uh, to help them in my relationship with them. Um, there have been times at work uh, as I have interacted with God's people that God has laid something on my heart to share. Um, sometimes in talking with a lost person, I feel like God wants me to share something specific. A certain verse uh, will come to mind as I'm talking with them. Or perhaps a, a story from my past that I, that I feel led to share. Uh, this, is, this is God's eagerness to share with us. And he's there for us. And there's nothing that we're going to go through in our lives that he's not going to be eager to communicate to us and help us in life. Now, there are times of silence. Job experienced some of that. But uh, that's the exception rather than the rule. Uh, and in those times of silence, I think God speaks to us in a different way. He teaches us about trusting him. And he teaches us about relying on him when we don't understand all the circumstances we're facing. And let's face it, there's so much that we face in this life. We need to learn that, that we can trust God. We don't have to have it all figured out. And so uh, as we serve him, we do so by faith. As we share Christ, we do so by faith. We don't have to have it all figured out, praise God. But the things that we do need to know, he'll let us know through his word. And through his spirit. So there's an eagerness there. Uh, our eager welcome. He, he welcomes us to hear from him. And he is eager to speak into our lives. So uh, what else does he tell us? Well, he tells us, uh, God's secret counsel revealed. He tells us about our eager welcome. He tells us about our right time. He says, you can't bear them now. I have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. God knows the time to tell us something. When I was a, a, a teenager, I was, a, I was very open about my Christianity in my high school. And there were some people who occasionally would ask me, are you going to be a preacher? I didn't hesitate. I didn't stutter. I said, no, I will never be a preacher. You're not interested at all? No. In case you didn't hear me, no. Okay, uh, that, that, I was pretty adamant about that. I did not want to be a preacher. But you know what God did? When I was uh, in college, I, I loved music and I was wanting to serve God in music. And so uh, God called me to a little church there. And, and as the committee was talking to me about coming there, they said, we really don't care about music. We care about the youth. We want you to spend most of your time on the youth rather than the music. And so that took me way out of my comfort zone. Because uh, I felt, well, I know music. I, you know, I, I can do music. Uh, this youth thing I'm not sure about. But I, I prayed about it, and I felt like this is what God wants me to do. So I did. And I began to, at first I tried to use canned stuff to, to teach the youth. That just did not work. 
So I tried about four or five different things to, to work with the youth. And finally, I just realized I was going to have to get into the Word of God, and I was going to have to prepare lessons for these young people uh, and give them something that God had laid on my heart for them. And so I began to do that. And, of course, my, my pastor was helping me, and he said, Hey, why don't you use this and, and look at this and see what this has to say about this. And I began to do study, and I thought, You know, I'm really enjoying this. At the same time, God was taking away the desire to do music. And God brought me to this point, and finally, some... A, a, a series of circumstances took place in my life where God shut a door and I said, okay, God, what are you trying to, what are you trying to tell me here? And I went out and I spent some time praying by a lake there in that area and I just said, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? What are you, what are you about in my life? What are you doing? Um, and that's where God called me to preach. And I was ready. Because he'd been showing me, hey, I kind of like this. I kind of enjoy this. And my heart cracked open to the idea. Okay? Now, I, was, I still wasn't seeking it. But God knew he had to crack my heart open so I'd at least be open to consider the idea before he called me to preach. Then um, he's revealed other things to me in my ministry that I wasn't ready for when I first started pastoring such as uh, the, the way that he would use me uh, and the specific characteristics of my ministry. And so uh, some of these things, God just knows we're not ready for them at that particular time. I remember I wanted a BB gun so bad when I was a kid. I, I could just, I could smell it, I could taste it. I asked my parents uh, just about weekly, if not daily, when can I have a BB gun? When can I have a BB gun? I was so ready for it. Finally, that glorious day came. My birthday, when I was 10 years old, there was a BB gun. And I was stoked. Why didn't my parents give me a BB gun before then? Because they didn't think I was smart enough to handle it. <laughs> okay? They, thought, they didn't think I was mature enough. To be careful with it. They probably thought I'd shoot my brother with it, if you want to know the truth. And they were probably right. Uh, but uh, when the time came and they saw that there was enough maturity, that they, they allowed me. God's the same way. He knows exactly what we're ready for. So if God's calling you to do something, you can trust him that you're ready to do it with his help. Right? Uh, there have been times I've been uh, afraid to take that next step in obedience to God. But you know what I've found? If God calls you to take that step, he's already been preparing you to take the step. And he's going to go before you in taking the step so that you're ready to take it. Uh, the disciples weren't ready. And I think part of that was that they just simply uh, would not let themselves believe that Jesus was going to die. He had told them multiple times. But they just couldn't get it through their heads. They wouldn't accept it. It's kind of like us. Sometimes we just don't want to believe something, so we don't. Um, and, uh, and, and so finally, when Jesus dies and then is raised, just as he said, 
the basis had been set for them to learn all these other things about the Christian life. God knew that until they had gotten past Jesus' death and resurrection, they would not be ready for the further truth that Jesus had to tell them. So God knows what you're ready for. Now, you need him in every facet of your life. But uh, if he's leading you, if he's showing you, if he's calling you, uh, it's because you're ready for him to do so. So uh, God will give us his secret counsel when we're ready to hear it. Uh, God has plans for each one of you. Did you know the Bible says every day of our lives was written in God's book before one of them came to be? Before I was born, God had this day written in his book, as well as all the other ones. Isn't that amazing to think about? God's plan for us. Uh, the psalmist says, Lord, you fashioned me in my mother's womb. You put me together. You knit me together. You designed me. The engineering of heaven has been put into your design, and God has fashioned you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Did you know that? God has designed you for his purpose. And so, sometimes we're not ready to embrace that, or we're not ready to understand things about our lives, but when those times come, God will reveal those things, and we can know that he's already done the preparation to help us when that time comes for us to begin taking steps in obedience to God. Um, he is always right on time. <laughs> um, so, God's secret counsel revealed. What does he tell us about it? Well, he tells us about our eager, eager welcome, our right time. Thirdly, our perfect guidance. Verse 13, when the spirit of truth comes... He will guide you into all the truth, or all truth. You see, who is the author of truth? God, right? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The Spirit is called the Spirit of truth. God is the source of truth. That means he can bring perfect guidance. And not, he's not just the source of truth in Scripture. He's the source of all truth. Everything about life, everything about the family. Listen, that's why we don't need to compartmentalize our faith. Some people think, well, I'll give God his hour on Sunday, and then the rest of the time I'm going to live the way I want to live. And uh, they, they miss the point that first of all, God, if you're not surrendered to him as your Lord, you're not surrendered to him at all. You need to surrender to him. But also that God has uh, truth and blessing for us other than just on Sunday morning. I hope you come to church. I'm delighted that you come to church. Okay? God's told us to come to church. But that's not all God has for you. And that's not all God has for me. He wants to bless your family. 
He wants to bless your work. He wants to bless your retirement. Savings. Did you know the Bible talks about savings? He, he wants to, every facet of your life, the Bible talks about it. And not only will he give you truth in his word, in all truth, he'll guide you in all truth. But he'll also lead you in the true way. <laughs> he knows the truth about your situation. Did you know there are times we completely misread things? If you're married, you know that, right? You said one thing, you meant one thing by it, and your spouse saw something completely different, right? And, uh, um, but, but, I mean, that's true generally in life that we, we often, we'll look at a set of circumstances and we come to a conclusion. I remember people telling me about my last church. There's no hope for that church. Good friends who weren't in that church, who were trying to get me to leave that church, <laughs> said, there's no hope for that church. It's always been that way. It always will be that way. I thought that. That's, I don't know, that's sad, but I did. I thought that. And I said, God, nothing's ever going to happen here. Would you move me? And I prayed that regularly. But God knew the truth of my situation. He knew that he was going to bring revival. <laughs> I never would have imagined it. I mean, you couldn't get somebody to come to the altar. I remember the first year I pastored there, I think we might have had one or two people the whole year ever come to the altar I felt like I was preaching to a wall when God brought revival it changed everything there were people the altar was full people were weeping at the altar people were being saved every service the power and the presence of God I had such freedom in my preaching, and the Spirit of God was there. Everything changed. You know what? I'm glad God didn't let me leave there. I'm glad he let me see what was on the other side. <laughs> Sometimes you may think, well, well, you may look at your marriage. You may say, well, nothing's ever going to change. Maybe, maybe not. Don't underestimate the power of God. God may work and move. Listen to the Spirit of God. Let Him lead you. Pray about that situation. God can change it. And oftentimes we overestimate our ability of what God will do or can do. I told you about my next door neighbor in Texas being saved and... Uh, uh, the first church I pastored, and nobody could believe it. Or I mean, I tried to witness to him, and he would always say, he'd say, let's be good neighbors, I want to be good neighbors, uh, but let's not talk about that. That's what he would tell me when I tried to talk to him about Jesus. Months had gone by since I'd seen him. He called me on the phone, and God had been dealing with his heart, and he was just ready. 
and he invited me and started talking about his past and some things and uh, and I realized God was dealing with him, and, and, and he was saved. wasn't anything I did. God just got a hold of his heart. About two months after that, he died. His little grandson, we had, we'd just finished Sunday night church, and we'd gone, gone home, and his little grandson ran over and got us and said, uh, Grandpa's falling down dead, and uh, we, we ran over there, and we were trying to uh, revive him. And um, His daughter was in the next room wailing. I don't know if he knew Jesus, and I was able to tell her. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I still get excited thinking about that. Um, but they, they asked me to preach his funeral, and, and I had several people come. Are you telling me he got saved? i got to hear the details. I thought he would never be saved. And so I'd share the details of what happened. You see, we underestimate God. We think we've got all the circumstances figured out, and we don't. God is still God. So he can give us perfect guidance in our circumstances, in our marriage, in our family, with our kids, in this church, as you deal with people out in the community, he gives perfect guidance. Did you know he knows the perfect truth about every human being that's ever lived? <laughs> he knows the perfect opportunities that he gives us when somebody is ready to be saved. He gives perfect guidance. Um, so the secret counsel of God is such a valuable thing because God can give us insight into circumstances that we can't find out any other way. Um, and of course, his word is great for doing that. I, being, spend time in God's word. It will, it will bless every area of your life. So uh, God's secret counsel revealed. What does he tell us about? He tells us about our eager welcome, our right time, our perfect guidance, and finally, our specific message. Our specific message. In uh, verse 14, I'm sorry, verse 13, he says, For he will not speak on his own, talking about the Spirit, but he will speak whatever he hears. And he will also declare to you what is to come. So the Spirit hears from the Lord Jesus, who hears from the Father. Isn't it a cool thing to think about that the God of the universe, who's being worshipped by the mighty angels in heaven, is talking to the Lord Jesus about you? <laughs> is that not amazing? Holy Spirit, go tell old Roger Pugh he needs to do such and such. <laughs> uh, whatever he hears, he will share. And I like the fact that he says whatever. He, he's not just talking about giving them the information they need to write the scripture, which was the unique work of the apostles. He's talking about every, every kind of information God wants to 
to communicate to us. Whatever it is. Whatever he hears, he'll speak. Whatever area of life it applies to, he'll speak. God knows what your need is, right, in your family. Some of you may, some of you have, have not shared with a soul in this church what's going on in your life. But can I tell you, God knows. He knows exactly what's going on. And he knows what you need. And he can send the Holy Spirit to speak to you. It may be through another Christian. It may be through a song or a message or a, a Sunday school lesson or a conversation uh, that you have. But God knows how to speak. And it may be through his word. Or he may just touch your heart so that you know. Samuel um, was a young man uh, serving in the temple under Eli. And he was asleep one night. And he hears the words, Samuel, Samuel. And he gets up and pitter-patters into the next room. Eli, what do you need? Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. So he pitter-patters back to his, his place and goes back to sleep. And he hears again, Samuel, Samuel. the next room. Eli, what do you need? Well, finally, the third time, you know, it's pretty bad when the priest, it takes three times for the priest to, hey, God might be speaking to this kid. You know, uh, finally, Eli says on the third time, he says, look, Samuel, you say, speak, for your servant hears. So that's what Samuel did. He went back and again, here's, here's Samuel, Samuel, and he says, speak, Lord, for your servant Hears, and God begins to tell him what he's going to do. What's going to happen in Eli's family and, and all of these things. And, and uh, Samuel's life would never be the same. God began to speak into his life and began to use him. You know I, what I like about that? God knew what Samuel needed to help him hear the voice of God. He needed Eli to say, hey, this is God. <laughs> God's trying to get your attention. Um, and... Uh, and he was patient with Samuel. Did you know God's patient with us? Praise God, because we, we sure need it. Uh, and that God was also able to help Samuel know what he was saying. God is able to do that. Sometimes um, he may do so by letting you read a, uh, a passage of Scripture and touching your heart. But God is able to help you know. Uh, what you need to do. Uh, so, um, he gives perfect guidance. We just need to be willing to say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. That needs to be the attitude of our hearts, an attitude of surrender, an attitude of readiness to do what God called. Not, I'll do what you want, God, if you do this, if you want this. No, speak, Lord, for your servant we are his servants. He is the Lord. <laughs> and we're to follow him. And so uh, that specific message that he has for us, we need to listen to it and follow it. God has secret counsel. David said in Psalm 25, the secret counsel of the Lord is for them who fear him. Are you ready to follow the leadership of the Lord in your life? Through his word? through the Holy Spirit's tug upon your heart, 
Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, and that's the first step. God's, you know, you don't have the Holy Spirit living within you, but the Holy Spirit is, is dealing with you by convicting you of sin and the fact that you're lost. Um, you need to, to surrender to him today and receive the gift of eternal life. That's the first step of fulfilling that plan that God has for your life. But if you're here today and you know Jesus Christ, maybe you just need to pray in your heart right now before the Lord. Lord, speak or your servant is listening. Is there something you want me to do? Is there somewhere you want me to go? Here I am, Lord. Send me. Love Isaiah. Whom shall I send, God says, and who will go for us? He said, here am I, send me. He's ready. He's on go. Uh, Lord, use me. Please make that your prayer so that you can fulfill God's purpose for your life. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you know all things. And Lord, that you know how to lead us and guide us and help us in life. Father, I pray for any who are here today who need to make that first decision of surrender and trust in Jesus Christ. I pray that you give them the courage to make that decision and uh, to begin to follow Christ with their lives, Lord. Uh, I pray that you would speak into the hearts of people that don't know Christ and draw them to faith. And Lord, for those of us who do know you, I pray that you will speak to us, God, how we need you. Speak to us in regards to how to best serve your church. How to best serve you, Lord, in, in the specific roles you've given us to fulfill in this life. Speak to us about how to, to interact with our family members as we seek you in prayer, God. Speak to us uh, about work and, and about the people at work that need Jesus, God. And, and use us to make a difference in this world. We pray in Jesus' name.